Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm the Rami part of that equation, along with Judd Zulged, Phil Mackey, Jonathan Harrison, other side of the glass. We'll uh, wrap with Royce at 540. You want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at Score North, S-K-O-R North. That's also how you follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, where you can watch us and comment on the show, streaming live at twitch.tv slash Score North. Rob Manford has saved the sport of baseball. It was on its dying breaths. But here comes Rob Manfred riding in on his white horse with all his rule changes that are going to make everything right for Major League Baseball and welcome in millennials. I like a couple of these. I do too. Okay. Yeah. But they're also ruining the sport in the process. <laughs> oh, not. No, well, let's go are. through the list. Let's go through the list. <laughs> some of these we've already dis- some of these have been floated out as this might happen and so we've discussed some of these on the show, but let's assume that Let's assume that not everyone listens to every second of the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. You should, uh, but if you don't, we'll but, forgive you and get you caught up. Right. Yeah. So change. So they've got changes for 2019 that start in two weeks, and then they've got a few that will start in 2020. So the ones that will start in 2019, inning commercial breaks or inning breaks between innings will be reduced to two minutes across the board. So they used to be 205 for local games, so not much of a change there, but they were 225 for nationally televised games. So you're taking chunks of time off of games there by going from two and a half so minutes to two minutes. 30, 30 seconds every half inning. So that's extra 10 minutes nine or minutes. so. Yep. took nine minutes off that's, of baseball games. That was easy. Sunday Night Baseball reduced by nine minutes. Cool. I love that one. Now just get Alex Rodriguez off my TV and we're all set. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I, no. Uh, okay, let's keep going through the rules. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's keep going through the rules. How about the, the Jose Canseco bomb? Oh, yeah, I know. That was outstanding. What if he's right? Okay, when has he been? Conse- when, when, when he Conse- breaks, right. he's not—he's weird, but he's not wrong ster- about stuff. The right? steroid thing—he helped break wide open. Correct. He said he was going to help people go find Bigfoot and aliens, so he was wrong about that. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't report that there were aliens. He was scamming people. <laughs> when it comes to what Jose knows about what went on or what goes on in the sport of baseball, he is right. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, when the news broke that Jennifer Lopez and A Rod were engaged. Uh, Jose Canseco unleashed a thread of tweets saying A-Rod is cheating on Jennifer Lopez with Jose Canseco's ex-wife and told J-Lo to call him if she wants details and put his personal phone number on Twitter again. Do you think that A-Rod and or 
Jennifer Lopez give a damn about that oh, stuff? I'll, I'll bet J-Lo absolutely cares. I bet that raises an eyebrow. If it's true, I, I think yeah. it really, okay. 100%, it de- it'll derail their relationship if it's I true. would guess that the, the, both of them wouldn't care. J-Lo's security team is looking into the validity of these accusations as we speak. Yeah. Guaranteed. So, so change number one. And yes, J Lo uh, has a security team. I assure you. So as we've just as we've just talked about, change number one is a reduction in what again? I'm not sure. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Minutes between <laughs> innings. All right, and, and it's it's going to be tightened up into 2020, correct? No, it'll be tightened up this now. year. No, no, but it's going to be tightened up right now. But then I think it's going to be tightened up even more into 2020. No commercial breaks. So it's going to be sprint out. Well, eventually, eventually, <laughs> no. you're you're going to get um, game and side by side stuff. Yeah, if if they if, you'll if, get that if the te- if the yeah if the broadcast can stay in uh, yeah, broadcast, right? you'll get them all. All right, the next one is absurd, and I and it has to be the baseball went to the players' association and said, "Come on, come on, this is ridiculous," and, and they drew a line in the sand. We are reducing mound visits for each team from six to five. Why? Like so? So two years ago, it was let's reduce mound visits and still have. 12 of them in a game, and which is absurd. And this includes catchers coming out to talk to pitchers, yes. correct? Okay. And now yeah, it's wow. still 10 combined mound that, visits no. in a game. Do we really need 10? You no. guys get to meet in the dugout between every half inning, for God's sake. You can, you're only standing 60 feet apart. Just you're scream. standing 60 feet apart. Just scream something out. It's not like in an NFL game where we're at the five-yard line and my coach has to stand 30 yards well, away or is up in the press box. Again, too, if you're going to do this, then eliminate managers coming to get pitchers. Because once you're going to take the guy out, it's over. Actually, uh, we found a story about the roots of why we should get to this at some point during maybe maybe tomorrow about why managers wear uniforms yes. and walk out it's to the money. Right, pictures like out. two days after we talked about it here, the Athletic had an entire story <laughs> about why okay. baseball managers wear uniforms and why football coaches don't wear suits and trench coats on the sidelines anymore. Like uh, this is a, a this is a full hour. Like, took, a to deep, took a deep dive into the history of those two things. Love it was it. great. All right, the third change for 2019: one trade deadline. So they're getting rid of the waiver trade deadline, which cool. has always been confusing. If if your goal is to make your sport easy for people to speculate about and talk about at a bar over beers, right? It's really easy at a bar over beers to talk about. Man, did you see where such and such signed or? Oh, the trade deadline is coming up here. Did, is Carmelo going to get dealt or whatever it is? In baseball, it's like, here's the trade deadline, and then a week later, guys are getting traded still, and it doesn't make sense to, to casual fans. So July 31st, one trade deadline, period, end of discussion. Okay, That I starts like it. this year. And I think that, that it moves them in the direction of something you and I talked about yesterday, Phil, on... Uh or was it you and I? I don't know. I talked a lot yesterday. I talked for like six hours, all told. It was yesterday. you and your dog, probably. Probably. Yeah. But we said that <laughs> baseball needs what the NFL has going right now and what the NBA does around their trade deadline and their free agency day, which is it's like a holiday for fans of that sport and it yeah. creates buzz and chatter around the sport. And I think. I think this kind of forces teams to 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 do the same thing, where all the activity is going to be happening in that week leading up to July 31st, and hopefully July 31st is just a frenzy of of trades and activity and rumors. Why wouldn't we push it back to say August 15th? Just the whole thing. That's my fantasy baseball trade deadline every year. Actually, August. But you know, 15th. you split it. It works then. very well for us, anyway. Well, yeah, and, yeah. but I'm, I'm sure it does. But yeah. why wouldn't you split it and give them one drop dead deadline? Of of the fifteenth of so, August, I think the so let's let's go down this path. Let's say it was let's just let's go August thirty first versus July thirty first. If okay. you made 
if you make the trade deadline July 31st, more teams think they're in it because the standings aren't as wide usually then, right? More teams are more teams are within a few games of 500 because we haven't played as many games yet. So I think July the pro the pro versus the kind here, the pro for July 31st is more teams think they're in it, thus maybe there's more activity. August 31st, you might get you might get teams that throughout that month aren't in it anymore and will then sell, right? You might get more, you're going to get more sellers by August 31st. Mm-hmm. You know, now that there's five playoff teams in each league, I, I almost feel like there's just not enough sellers on July 31st now. There's like four teams that Except know the that twins they're two years ago. Right. No, we'll, we'll trade guys. <laughs> yeah. This is how Ken Rosenthal described the, the, the reason for putting it on July 31st. He had a whole article about this particular rule change and how it changes things. For Major League Baseball, he says playing the final two months without the ability to fill holes through trades is too risky for contending clubs. A GM said teams that suffer a rash of injuries at one position, say catcher, might be forced to promote a minor leaguer who does not belong in a pennant race. So he's saying there that if you're anywhere close to contention around July 31st with two months left to go, you better pounce and make a move because the prospect of being thin or not having somebody at a particular position, it forces forces your hand to do something on that day. Okay. Um, And then then these next two are... uh, all-Star Weekend related, so there's going to be, the first one's kind of boring, it's it's this All-Star Game Election Day, rather than yeah. the two months of balloting and hanging chads and stuff, we're, gonna, we're done with that now. No, no, there's still going to be the same kind of voting, and then I think they said they'll take the three finalists at each position, and then there will be one voting day where people can vote on those three But are we going to have it like for, for six weeks where it's... it's that's gone though, right? Where you're just voting, where people can just vote for six weeks. No, I think that's still. Oh. I think that's still in play. So what's election so you, day? Then? You'll have your regular all star voting. I thought it was like, oh, one day we're gonna do this all on one day. No, we're gonna have our regular all star voting, and then I forgot what the number was. It was three or four. The top three or four it's vote three. getters. Three. Yep. Top three or four vote getters at your top three vote getters at each position will then be the finalists, oh. and there will be one day where baseball fans can vote. For those three guys at each position, and only those three guys. So it just narrows the field, and then the entire all-star team, or starters, will be determined on one day. Okay, all right, whatever. It's, the next one's more fun. Can I sincerely say I don't care? I don't either. Yeah, I, like, I don't do, either. do whatever yeah, you want. It does want. nothing yeah. for Have me. fun, but, don't do it. But this care. one, if you're looking to get... And I don't know if baseball's had a huge problem with this. Like The, M- the NBA doesn't get... Le- Le- LeBron James has never done the dunk contest. The NBA can't get Kevin Durant in a dunk contest. Major League Baseball has usually gotten the Aaron Judges in the Home Run Derby, but in order to make sure that your stars are participating on national TV yes. hitting bombs, they're going to offer a million dollars to the winner of the Home Run Derby. This is a good idea. Starting in 2019. And there's going to be something like $2.5 million in total prizes, right? So yeah. second place, third place, et cetera. That's a great idea. Yes. Yes. Now, if I don't know. What, is, what, is, what, is Zach, what did Zach Levine get for winning the dunk contest a few years ago? A couple I'm, bucks? I'm not sure. But if, if the NBA Traded said to the Bulls, yeah, <laughs> and he was very fortunate, I guess. If if the NBA said, all right, we're going to give a million dollars to the winner of the dunk contest, I don't even know if the, with how much I money NBA players make, I don't think made, it, would it matters. No, but if you're like the guy under team control, if you're Aaron Judge and you make five hundred thousand dollars and you can double your salary by winning the home run derby, you're in, right? I, I feel like basketball doesn't need to do as much to be cool because it's naturally cool. Baseball needs to do something. Like, baseball can't be like, we're just like the dunk contest. You're not. So I like this idea because it gives you way more of a fighting chance of a guy who's saying, I don't know if I want to do this, saying, what the hell, I can make that much, I'll do it. For 2020, 
here are the rule changes. And Major League Baseball is sort of ramrodding these in with a little bit more of a buffer, saying, all right, get used to it. It's going to happen in a year. Rosters will expand from 25 to 26 between opening day and September 1st. Mm-hmm. And then on September 1st going forward, exactly 28 man rosters. So so it's no longer going to be you got a 40 man roster. roster and you can bring up 10 guys there isn't then, enough room in the dugout for all these dudes. Right. Yeah. And you get teams that are just running out AAA and AA pitchers and so they to keep it more competitive and to just keep it more uniform. Expanded rosters for the whole year to 26 and then capped at 28 in September. I like it. Gives you more I'm good with that. flexibility. Yeah, with absolutely. Uh, and then these are the other two. A minimum batter's faced limit for relief pitchers, for all pitchers, will this be instituted in 2020. Rami, this is happening this is in 2020. Where they absolutely lose me. I, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It's a game of strategy, and now you've just taken a card out of the deck for managers in Major League Baseball. And it's not going to do anything to attract a younger audience. Eric Name who covers the NBA back in my stomping grounds of Milwaukee. He did a podcast with Danny Cunningham recently. You can find that at scorenorth.com. But he's a man of many interests when it comes to sports, and he summed it up perfectly with a tweet today. He said, I don't think young people, I think that's who they're after, are going to be like, wow, they changed the rules? Not as many pitching changes? I love baseball now. Like This isn't going to do anything to the to the end that that Rob Manfred is trying to get to here, it's just going to piss off. And I won't even consider myself a baseball purist. I'm really not. I'm not. I, I hate the unwritten rule book. I hate beanball wars. I hate throwing at guys. It's just. And I hate fighting. A lot of a lot of the old school stuff in baseball is stupid. So I'm not one of those dinosaurs. I don't consider myself a baseball purist, but. It's a game of strategy, and now you just took a card out of the manager's deck. And if you're trying to shorten the game, and a pitcher is out there getting crushed, or he just can't find the strike zone, and he's throwing ball after ball after ball and walking guys, guess what you just did? You just made the game longer. You just And on top of that, they want more offense and shorter games? That, 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 those are completely opposite things. Those are in, those are an exact contrast to each other. How does he plan to make this happen? And it's all wasted effort because none of this stuff is going to attract younger people and millennials. This isn't, and I'm not saying that they can't be drawn to the sport. They can. This just isn't how they do it. Well, the hilarious part is all these changes, and there was a study by 538 a few weeks ago that said, actually, it's foul balls that are the problem, and yeah. no one's talking about it. There's just, like, dozens more foul balls, and that's why the games are taking forever. I love, There's more pitches being thrown. I love that this sport, and and in, in some ways, I do con- consider myself a traditionalist in some ways, but you know what? If this is going to stop Terry Francona from coming out of the dugout, starting in the seventh for every bleeping batter, I'm going to like it. Make a decision. Get a pitcher who can get guys out. So I, I, I actually it's not practical, don't. Though. I it's, actually don't hate this. And they are. They're also tweaking the disabled list, and they're so it's it'll be. They're going. I think they're going back to. Well, it's, it's the injured list. It's now. the injured list. You insensitive. I know, I'm sorry. Do you know how many people you just offended? <laughs> but aren't they? They're going back in 2020 to a 15 day. Yeah, because the pitchers abused because of it. this. Yeah, or the or the the amount of pitchers who were put on this thing, and it became just a charade. Yeah. Uh, we also, when we come back here, we have, and if you're on the Twitch stream, you just heard it down Sorry, the line Rami. through Jonathan. But if you Sorry. are okay. listening live on the radio or the live stream, we have breaking I'm disheartened. free agency Sorry. news. Not Vikings news, but a very familiar mm. name. Can Rob Manfred call me? Can you just, I'll, I'll fix it for you, dude. Just give me a call. 
Just call Rami. Throw your number out like Jose Canseco. To just call Rami. 262. No, I'm not going to do it. But come on, Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Come on, back it up. Rob Manfred, slide into my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) That's only Or your Twitch stream. Your Twitch stream. Or my Twitch stream. Rami's tweeting. Rami's twitching. I'm on Twitch now. I'm Rami is twitching. Hey, Rob Manfred, slide into my DMs is only like the third creepiest thing to happen on the show today, too. I just want to say that. I just sang a song. Call Rami. Don't be afraid to just call Rami. If you're Rob, just call Rami. Rami is sure to be around. That's all I got. I will be around. I got nothing going on. Thank you, Jonathan. Hold on, let me find the right to... I think this warrants a little breaking news on her. According to ESPN's Diana Russini, while Teddy Bridgewater listened and did have interest in playing for the Miami Dolphins, he has decided to stay in New Orleans as a backup to Drew Brees, according to sources. So uh, if you're wondering how bad Miami is as a franchise and how people perceive them, they, they offered presumably more money and a starting, at least the chance at a starting role in 2019. And Teddy Bridgewater chose backup in New Orleans, which, by the way, is 100%, in my opinion, the right decision. You be Drew Brees' backup for one more year, and then you take the keys to an absolute Ferrari with a couple of the best skill position players in the NFL, one of the best offensive minds. You think minds Brees is done coach. for sure, though? Not for sure, but like what you could, if it's a one year deal for Bridgewater, I don't know what it is, but if it's a one year deal, and, and Drew Brees decides he wants to keep coming back, you're going to get Hit better offers again. than the Dolphins, I would think. Like the Dolphins are, after Dan Marino, look at the carousel of quarterbacks that they have churned and run into the ground. It's not good. So the the lure of that job would would have been he's from there, family there, but yeah, football wise, and and the thing the thing that we don't know too is and he and Teddy's probably being smart here is eventually getting a starting job again, coming back from what he's coming about coming back from. You want to give yourself every possible chance to be with an offense that can protect you. Because if you go to the Dolphins and it continues to be, you know, a complete bleep show, and now you're running around for your life and your legs snapped three years ago. So, yes, it does make sense. I'm just not sure when Breeze is going to be done. Because Breeze still shows you enough where I could see him saying, I got one more year, and then I got one more year. Well, okay, let's play this out. If Teddy Bridgewater signs a one-year contract and Drew Brees decides that he wants to play beyond 2019 and Teddy Bridgewater is like, all right, come on, like I've been waiting on this. The answer to your question is yes. I bring him back to Minnesota. If Zimmer's here, I think he wouldn't hurt me. 100%. Bring him back as the backup to Kirk Cousins because like you could play it off to Kirk Cousins like, dude, this guy's been a backup since he shredded his leg. He's been a backup for he's a backup. He's been a backup for five years, and Kirk would have one year left in his contract. I, I don't know if the Vikings. Rami just gave me the side eye of all side. I know. Eyes. I don't know the Vikings would care. No, Rami. Rami, let me explain. Oh, this is going to seem weird. I know he lacks pocket awareness, but he's not a complete idiot. Okay, he sees what's coming when you bring in. I don't know. Have you everybody's seen his favorite account? quarterback, you know, though, oh, Teddy Bridgewater? To... Yeah, and Teddy and Teddy's so savvy and so smart. He'd be like, "I'm not here to take your job, Kirk. I'm. <laughs> let's go to chapel. Let's." And Kirk would be like, "This is fantastic." But Rami, the one weird thing about this is Mike Zimmer across the board. I truly believe this in my soul. Hates quarterbacks. He loves Teddy Bridgewater. Like that's his guy. When, when Zimmer writes his book about his time here, if he does not win a championship, I really think it's going to start with my my hopes and dreams and, and fears came true 
the day that Teddy's leg snapped. So I think what Phil said, I, I don't think it's a, I do not think it's even close to a, a reach. I think it's probably dead on. So if you're the Vikings and you, if you're a Vikings fan or you're Mike Zimmer and you have hope for a future, just, just let's, let's go down that path one more time with Teddy and see if the relationship sticks. I totally said you hope to God that he does not get into a game and look good against any opponent this year. You want him to be on the lowdown, back up yeah. so that he doesn't wind up making it because the longer he goes without throwing a pass as a starter, the less likely it is that some team's going to pay him $20 million, right? I'd love to know. I don't think the salary figures have come out here, but he can't be making much more because Drew Brees makes a lot of money. But so, he just restructured himself today. Okay. And so they, they got that down. If you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, and I'm, look, I know you all love Teddy Bridgewater, and that's fine, and that's great, and he might have a bright future in this league, and if if you could have a quarterback with a bright future in this league, you'd want it. Okay? I get that. But get ready to have, again, to borrow a term from one of my co- former co-workers out in Milwaukee, a $29 million paperweight at backup quarterback in Kirk Cousins because just try. And I know teams usually don't make decisions based on public opinion or public outcry, but just try to not start Teddy Bridgewater in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, after Kirk Cousins has one bad game yeah. and U.S. Oh, yeah. Bank Stadium is filled with the chance of we want Teddy. Skull. But here's, okay, so, so let's backtrack for one second. <laughs> All right, let's backtrack for one second. If the Vikings are successful in 2019, I don't think he probably comes back. But let's just say they win nine games. Let's say they make the playoffs and win a, a first-round playoff game. Speculation. Mike Zimmer, for as ornery as he is, I think with the guys he truly loves, is fiercely loyal to them. Which for a football coach or executive is probably not not always the best thing. So I'm not I'm not saying this as Judd Zolgad believes that this is great. I'm saying this is this is my observation of how this team runs right now. If Kirk Cousins is going into year three and he's been okay, the personal stats are still just fine, but you're saying this is not going to last. I would almost be surprised if Teddy is on the open market next March if this team didn't pursue him. Yeah, I love this. This is great. But it's not. But knowing what we know. Speculation. Listen, Everson Griffin, I think we all can agree. If you had decided, you, you've got you've got guys set to replace him right now. If Zim was just a callous, not loyal, you can now do me not as much good as you did two years ago, you're gone. Griffin's almost certainly gone. That's a lot of cash to get back. And yet they reworked his contract to to bring him back. Now, some of that might be rooted in, in the fact that this team believes that he can get back to the player or at least a semblance of the player that he was in 2016 or 17. But some of it's also based in loyalty to that player because Mike considers Everson to have been a key component for him, right? On offense, I don't think Mike has a lot of those guys, but there's no doubt in my mind Teddy was. So this is really not that far-fetched. I saw a nugget yesterday. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah, some one of the NFL uh, opinionists on Twitter yesterday, that they listed passer rating on third down, career passer rating on third down. And it was like Drew Brees, number one. I wish I had the list in front of me. Tom Brady, number two. 
And Teddy Bridgewater was in a list of four or five passer rating on third down. So there's a lot of quarterbacks, and Kirk Cousins is one of them, that just take a dive on third down. They're just not very good on third down. And that's that's where you make your money, right? Third what third and six, third and eight, they know you're passing and you gotta put a ball in a spot. And and there's a lot of anti Teddy Bridgewater people out there because his numbers across the board are just kind of meh. You know, he doesn't have a great touchdown interception ratio. Uh his arm motion was kind of weird and funky. And he didn't put up the gaudy three hundred fifty yard passing performances. But in the red zone in the fourth quarter on third down. When it matters, when chips are on the table, he was really, really good. And smart teams like the New Orleans Saints are looking at that and saying, like, Sean Payton's on the record this week, this week, one of the great offensive minds in the NFL the last 15 years was asked, what are you going to do at quarterback after Drew Brees goes? And he said, I've got my guy. It's Teddy Bridgewater. On the record said that this week. So if Sean Payton thinks that, if you're if you're one of the Vikings fans that was like, ah man, Teddy Bridgewater, just I really don't understand what all the hype was about. I would say, if smart guys like Sean Payton see something in Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Zimmer and Adam Thielen and these guys who rave about him, there's something there, and it feels like a relationship that never got off the ground because of the injury, right? And so, if his health has been cleared and he's only 26, and there's a possibility at some point in the next three years. That you could rekindle it. I'm in. I'm in for this. I'm and sorry. If I'm Kirk I'm Cousins. Sorry. If I'm Kirk Cousins and you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, the most popular <laughs> quarterback to play in this league, oh, other than God. Brett Favre in the last 20 years, I'm not reporting to camp. You know what? Okay, cool. <laughs> you think Zim would be like, no, Kirk, I gotta have you. He'd be like, oh, okay, darn. cool. Oh darn is yeah. what most Vikings fans would say. Oh man. Kirk would tweet, I'm miffed right now. <laughs> I'm upset. I see what you're trying to do. I just don't think it could work. Well, it would definitely cause a little bit of strife in yeah, the quarterback just a little, just No, a tiny it, but it would bit. have. It, but it would have to be coming. It would have to be coming off another disappointing season, and that's going in, into year three. You're you're going if you are convinced internally that the cousins is going cousins uh, uh, tenure here is going to be three years and out. You've got to have some type of plan. You got to start planning for mm-hmm. that, right? Like you can't you can't be like we got Trevor Simeon again and then <sighs> so. I just saw the salary on it. What is it? Teddy Bridgewater. It's a one-year contract. Yep. $7.5 million to be the backup quarterback to Drew Brees. $7.5 million. What the Dolphins offer? That's The Dolphins amazing. have to be way higher, and he just said, I, I don't want to play that. Source said it has a max value of $12.5 million if he were to get into games and do some damage. So clearly he got a starting caliber offer from some team and said, well, I need, all right, Saints, I want to be here, but come on now. So that instantly makes him the highest paid back now that Blake Bortles is, is gone from the Jaguars because Blake Bortles was like 10 or 11 million or yeah. something. He's the highest paid backup quarterback, I think, in the NFL. That's still, wow. Damn, that's a commitment. That's the Saints saying, we'll give you not starter money, but we'll give you much more than backup money. In the NFL, there's basically two classes of quarterback salaries. There's rookie contracts and backup quarterbacks that make $5 million or less, usually. Um, and then there's $20 million plus so starters. If, right? so there's, if, there's like bar- barely any guys who make 7 or $10 million. If Breeze leaves then, re- retires after uh, 2019, he goes up to what for the Saints as their starter? From 7-5 to... Well, he'd be a free agent. Right, but when he re- but if he's their guy, oh, and 20, he goes back, right? I mean, fifteen or twenty million, probably fifteen, and then 15, and then you yeah. get and then if you play the whole 15. season, you get to twenty. Any any contract for him would have to involve 
some protection that if you don't play, you, you got to play 16 games, right? Like that's the biggest question about like incentive, him. Like incentive, sure. Yeah. Penny for penny when you consider how much work Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to do or not do in this coming season. And when you factor in risk of injury, Teddy Bridgewater might be the best paid guy in the NFL in 2019. One of the best paid guys in the world, right? Yeah, like really. he's going to hold a clipboard and joke yeah. around with people, hang out in the QB room, right? Watch film. That's pretty much take it. a few reps at practice. Maybe take but a. He's going to be. He's going to be a good guy. Good luck. And his teammates guy. love him. But that matters. I, th- I, I know. I, I think that sh- matters. No, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I'm not joking. Yeah, I think that. Let's ju- let's just say that I, I think if Teddy came back here and played quarterback, that uh, he he would not be going to Thielen in a key game, gesticulating about what Thielen didn't do right, and then have a mild mannered guy like Thielen, although he does get intense during games, yelling back in his face. Oh, great! So his teammates are going to like him more than the starting quarterback too. It's not just oh, the fans. it's game over. It's, yeah, it's absolutely no. You're, game you're, over. you're right, but but my question is Don't going into it. year three. Do you care? <laughs> Like, why do you care? Like, if Kirk Cousins says, I'm holding out in year three, I'm done here, you'd be like, yeah, that's cool, true, bro. you're done. Yep. Yeah. Robbie, don't fight the feeling. Okay. Come on now. All right. It's not even a feeling. Mario Speedwagon. It makes two, it ma- it's common sense <laughs> playing out here. Let's wrap with Royce. Let's run this whole theory by oh, him. I'm this sure going to be good. Be good you idiots. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and scorenorth.com. We have uh, loads of Vikings free agency News, analysis, fun, written, audio, video. The hub is scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R north.com. Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, where you can find the best service department in the Twin Cities and the best selection of Toyotas as well, uh, including some great deals on the uh, the all-new 2019 RAV4. That's one of the best and most popular SUVs in the world. Uh, it's upgraded safety features, and a technology that will uh, make your eyes pop. You got that Entune system built into the middle console there. Also, it is pothole season. I mean, there's it, I, it's like sinkhole season if you drive around some of the, the side streets, too. Uh, like, I drive up and down University Avenue, and it's just like, it's dodging left and right. And potholes can screw up your alignment, and they can cause damage that you can't really see, which is problematic. And that can lead to bigger problems later on. So if you're hitting a lot of potholes, bring your car into Luther Brookdale Toyota. Have my friends Steve and company check on it and fix it. Again, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com and 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. Thank you, Jonathan. We wrap with Royce every day around this time on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Uh, Pat, Major League Baseball announced a bunch of changes for 2019 and even 2020. Did you see the list? Yes, I did. In fact, uh, we talked to Falvey about it today, and uh, Kirk Gibson came up and talked to us about it. Uh, nobody's really uh, – the one everybody's talking about is a, a pitcher uh, in 2020, apparently, will have to face three batters. Yeah. Now, I proposed a couple of years ago two, and I thought that was bold. Uh, this is uh, – you know, I thought Taylor Rogers might pitch in the big leagues till he was 43, but that might, uh, that might take care of the old lefty specialist, huh? Although there aren't certainly as many as there used to be of those, but, uh, that's, uh, those guys, uh, their job security's out the window if, if indeed that, that, and apparently it's been okayed, right? By the, uh, the, the Players Association hasn't, 
endorsed it, but they are not going to prevent base. They're not going to try to prevent baseball from doing it. That's the uh, that's the most interesting one. The other thing that's kind of confusing is you know we're getting the two way players are on the way after Otani. You got that Brendan McKay kid with Tampa, and they they say that uh, uh, to be a two way player and not count against the pitchers, you know. You would have to uh, pitch in twenty games and uh, and play in twenty games. Well, how do you know that on March twenty eighth? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, don't you have to make that determination? Uh, uh, what What are you going to do? Get the team to promise they're going to pitch him in twenty games or something? It's uh, it's a, it's an interesting thing. But I'm all for anything that uh, limits the number of pitchers. Now, what disappoints me on this whole thing? is the September list of 28 players. Well, that's 28 active players for a game. Uh, they can have 35 guys up here and just change the active list. And the problem with that is you can then take the four starting pitchers who aren't starting that night, put them on an active list, and you can still have 14 damn pitchers. Uh, in the bullpen, and you can still have the September box score with 11 pitchers on it, which is what you should be trying to get rid of. You know, is this going to work, Pat? When in Rob Manfred's mission to draw young people to the game is a three no, batter minimum going to do it? No, but that's all based on trying to shorten. I don't think they're just trying to shorten the game for young people. They're trying to hell guys like me. We got a limited amount of life left. We want shortened games too, right? We want to get that point. We want that extra twenty minutes to do something beyond watch baseball every night. So, yeah, this crap that it's all about young people. How about us old bastards? That uh, you know, we don't want to spend three hours and forty-five minutes watching a baseball game. We want to spend three fifteen because that half an hour we got to spend going to the bathroom or something. Oh, you know? so uh, so uh, you know, I think we're doing this for the old guys by trying to shorten the games up. You know. Anyway, Rami is very upset, Pat. He is Why? not. He's not happy. I don't like it, especially the three batter minimum rule. I just feel like they're they're. Oh, they're, I think it's great. They're taking I mean, strategy out like of the, the game, and and this 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 puts this gives an advantage to the manager of the team that's at bat because now he he doesn't ever have to pinch hit based on the pitcher that's out there because they, you've, they, that's what they're trying to do is create an an, an advantage for uh, hitters uh, but they know, want to shorten the right. game they want more runs in shorter games how do that how does that happen uh well you don't i would rather have i i think it takes less time to send up an extra batter than it does to bring in a relief pitcher so if you get uh if you get two extra batters in an inning, it's not going to take as long as if you get two extra pitchers in an inning. So uh, it's it's a it's it's something to discourage all the pitching changes, and I'm in favor of it. Yes. You know, shorter shorter commercial guy, breaks, if Pat. Could, if we could just bring the guy in, you know, judge guy in the golf cart and have him come immediately start pitching, I'd be in favor of it. But they got to throw eight pitches uh, and uh, and take ten minutes. What? Shorter commercial breaks is the best thing they're doing. We got to get, and they're supposed to get them down again, like in 2020 as well. Just do a side by side screen. Well, I, I don't uh, care yeah, what you, yeah, do. you can do. This, uh, you can do this yeah. side by side. Yeah, that that that'll work. But 
Uh, but that, you know, okay, you can save 30 seconds a half. Any, okay, we saved 15 minutes, I guess, maybe. The other problem I, I is, like, people say, well, like, soccer flows because they don't take, the clock just runs for 45 minutes, and then they, they figure out ways to squeeze yeah, in sponsors. even if a guy's laying on the ground. Right. Grabbing his crotch like he just got shot by a sniper and nothing happened to him. Uh, like the clock is still running. So then we get to add extra time, the mysterious extra time, too. Yeah, and the problem for baseball is like pitchers have to warm up before an inning. So you need time and you have to change yes. sides. And that is the other thing that this, this, this if, if I face two batters to end an inning, I don't have to start the next inning. So anyway, I, 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 I still wonder if it's not going to end up being two instead of three. Yeah. You know, when 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 enough people complain about it, but I want them to face two. So and, uh, I, I, that was one of my ideas, anyway. So Pat, the Vikings had limited cap space to say the least when they came into free agency week, and they spent, they jumped through hoops and they pulled a couple restructures and a couple strings, and they wind up still giving a bunch of money to Anthony Barr and Everson Griffin to come back. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Griffin's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see Griffin. Uh, they he actually they didn't make him take as big a haircut as I thought. They made him take what three million. Yeah, and he's getting seven point seven. I'm glad that he got seven point seven, and uh, you know hopefully he'll uh, he'll come back and play okay. I, I was glad to see that they didn't steal all his money. The thieves that they are, these NFL owners. Uh, you know, I want to lead them out on strike next time around for guaranteed contracts. We aren't coming back. And that's going to be an old time strike. When you cross the picket line, we're going to have, we got big brutes there to beat the crap out of you. You know, drag you away behind cars like we used to when we had strikes in the 30s. Come on. Kneecapping? Violence. Something like that? Huh? Baseball bats? Kneecapping. Kneecapping? Yeah. Beat the crap I'm out of put them in a trunk and drive them out in the countryside like we used wow. to do in the 30s when we had some organizing. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> that's anyway. a good strike. That is good old now, fashioned strike, uh, action packed. Now, uh, uh, Jonathan told me you guys were going to get me all fired up about Teddy coming back to the Vikings, but uh, then you didn't mention it. So, oh, we got time. Well, yeah, Phil, we've, talk. we've got like Go ahead, six Phil. minutes here. Phil yeah. has some reckless speculation for you. Okay. Yeah, I uh, want to ask you. I want to ask, what is the love affair with this weak armed? <laughs> small-handed mediocrity who can't get away from a pass rush. Why do we love him? Pat, when you throw lasers 10 to 15 yards out, you don't need you don't need to avoid pass rushers. It's not it's not us, Pat. It's the head coach. Zimmer love he hates quarterbacks and this is the one guy he loves. This is why no, I think it's, it's possible. You. It's you. No. You guys are just no. fans for some reason Viking fans love this guy. Why? Pat, he bring he bring he, he, he brings a room together. It's a sport of chemistry. Yeah. Brings intangibles brings room together. Yes, I don't, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's not worth worrying about. You know, it's not like oh, good for Teddy. If you ask this, the Viking fans, they'd rather have Teddy than Kirk Cousins, even though there's no comparison in talent. Anyway. I, I I would rather yeah, have yeah. I would rather all right. have all right. Pat's gonna Pat. I'm glad Pat's in Florida and not in the studio. I, I would rather have Teddy Bridgewater at seven million dollars than Kirk Cousins at almost thirty. Oh well, I you know maybe I I guess I don't. Yeah, know he's, see, you're coming to my side. Uh, I, no, no. It's, well, I'm glad it's. But I see, I'm glad Ziggy's spending it because uh, anytime anybody can get a nickel out of that cheapo, I'm all in favor. But but. Uh, 
Uh, so I, I'm glad that cousin. I, Cousin's my hero because he got guaranteed money, eighty four million, all one hundred percent. You can't get out of it, and I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm fully in favor of that. So. Yeah, um, a Mike, anyway, a Mike by Zimmer. The way, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Zimmer said this on Anthony Barr. This is a classic Mike Zimmer uh, quote, just throwing a team under the bus. The, the team that he threw under the bus won't be competent enough to use it for whiteboard material, but he said, Anthony Barr is a guy that every team we play game plans for. There might have been one team we played last year that didn't game plan for him, and we got 10 sacks against that team. <laughs> that was the Lions, was right? Yeah, I remember. Lions, the- okay. well, Lions don't count. Yeah, Lions are... A joke. Although they've, uh, but they've, they've spent a little money too. Josh, yes. you weren't there yesterday. How about, uh, how about Goody Coots spending money like a drunken sailor over there? Packers have improved a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ted, well, Ted is bristling right now, Pat. I don't know if he's improved, but he certainly spent some money. The defense, the defense did. But, but Ted, Ted's saying, what are you guys doing? I never did this. Yeah, it, it is astounding. Now, I want to talk. I've, I've been watching golf this afternoon. Uh, and, uh, Phil, your guy, uh, how about this first game? Tiger Woods, number 18 at, uh, you know, the 18 at the players, the, that par four that mm-hmm. runs along the water. But today he hit five wood and eight iron and managed to make bogey because he hit it over the green and then he missed a four-foot putt. That's but on this classic hole, tiger now, yeah. On this hole, which is a you know a modest par four, although you got to be really accurate on your second shot for his career, he's twenty two over, oh. and he hasn't birdied it in seventeen years. That's incredible. What? He hasn't birdied it in seventeen years. He's uh, he's uh, the three. He's made three birdies there in sixty. And he has, I, f- I feel like in his old age here, he's uh, he's much more willing to take a three or a five wood or a two iron and give himself 180 yards oh, yeah. into a green. Well, he, had an, he hit an eight iron into the green. He hit a five wood and an eight iron, so it's not distance, but it's a funky little hole. And uh, you could, he missed a four footer run after he, uh, and uh, the disgust could go pouring out of his forehead, man. It's uh it's a weird hole, man. It yeah. comes right after 17, and then it's funky, and it's got once in a while they'll hook one in the water down there. But uh, you know, most of them are hitting you know short irons into this green, and they can't make birdie there. There's only been like five or six of them, or 13, I guess, today out of 156 players. I'm excited to uh, to subject Rami to my Tiger Woods updates, probably starting tomorrow. Too, Judd's already used to okay. them after They've all these years. They've basically been dead. Well, it's because they've been. Well, they, he's, he's only uh, played twice in the last. Does your Tiger Wood updates include yeah. Perkins waitresses or just no, golf? It, it was Denny's, but oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah don't just, bad. Yeah, come on, that, that, that joke's worn out. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Golfers <laughs> win tonight, Roycey. <laughs> Golfers Penn State uh, starts soon. I don't know. Uh, apparently, we're going to go to the tournament either or. Yes, it doesn't make any difference. But uh, uh, this is a, as I said on Twitter. If they lose to Penn State and go to the tournament, this is a triumph for underachievement. Uh, this team is uh, this team has uh, gotten its minimum out of this season so far, in my opinion. They got a good starting five, and uh, they they, sh- they should have won more games than they did in 
my opinion. They might have to run into uh, the vaunted Tim Miles Nebraska team if they keep going far on the Big Ten tournament. They've won, they won again today. Nebraska, 13 seed, has won two games in the Big Ten tournament. Who'd they beat today? Maryland. Oh, really? That yep. Maryland team is unbelievable. They are weird, man. They yep. can uh, they can look great, and then they can look terrible. But Tim Miles was dancing yesterday after they beat poor, helpless Northwestern, for goodness sakes. And, uh, and so now they, they won again. They're trying to save his job. Huh? Yep. All right, Pat, we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, gentlemen. See you. All right. Wrapping with Ricey. Teddy. Rips poor, the poor guy apart. Teddy didn't deserve that. I don't think Pat hates Teddy as much as he hates how much people love Teddy. Yeah, that's the sense that I get. And I, he doesn't want people to have joy. I kind of get where he's coming but from. The head co- but the head coach loves him. That's my, that's my big thing. And Sean Payton loves him. Seven and a half million dollars guaranteed to be a backup. Coaches love this guy. Mm-hmm. And they're the ultimate Grinches. They're bigger Grinches than Pat most of the time. Mm. <laughs> mm. Not know about that. <laughs> we'll discuss that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down on tomorrow's Mackie and Jeb with Rami show and all kinds of on-demand stuff at scorenorth.com, S-K-O-R-North.com. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.